All right, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. You know, here at the cafe, we always have a conversation center around a drink. And today I am drinking on a sidecar. That is right, courtesy of the Bartesian. Um, it is 2024, so happy new year. And I am joined in the bar by Keith. Say hello. Hello, hello. What's going on? All right. And what are you drinking on over there? Did I mix? Some tequila. Some tequila. Yeah. Anything mixed in it or? Um, a little concoction, I'll say. Nothing. A lime and orange juice. Okay. So basically alcohol. <laughs> Is <laughs> what I gotta say. Don't call it. All right, all right. So this is episode eighty-seven, and full disclaimer: um, episode eighty-seven technically was supposed to be a episode that I recorded with Denise on crime. But since this is twenty twenty-four, and you're actually here in this location, since you decided to um, act like this is an Airbnb, <laughs> but even though I didn't get paid. We decided to come in and record. So this is the first recording of the new year. So let's start off first and foremost. Episode 87 is going to be called Dropping the Three for the Four, Moving into 2024. All right. How do you feel about it being a new year, first and foremost? Um, I'm, first off, I'm not one of those that make all those New Year's resolutions to... To me, that's over. That's, I'm not a planner, and for me to lay out a list of stuff that I need to do, that's like overwhelming for the Aquarius in me. So, just decided it's a new year, new time. I already count down to the summer. <laughs> right. So, I also don't really have New Year's resolutions. Um, I am still focusing on doing like my exercise, my mental exercises as well. Um, but yeah, nothing major, nothing big. But what we decided to do is we wanted to start off and ask each other different types of questions. I'll ask you first. So summarize 2023 in three words. Oh, heartache, shit show. That's two words. New beginnings. All right. So hard. You said heartache. Yes. Shit show. New beginning. And so why would you identify it as heartache? Um, heartache was because I lost my heartbeat, which was my mom at the beginning of 2023. Um, shit show because I also switched occupations and took on a new career that was totally out of my element that um, I could never even imagine that it would have been and new beginnings because the um move i totally did a new move i've been in north carolina my whole life i moved to dmv so that was my new beginning and i did all of those three things in the course of last year and so um yeah it was it was uh, a lot to say the least okay all right um so for me, if I had to pick three words, ooh, I should have prepared for this. Right. Well, <laughs> I use all compound words. So. I know, right? <laughs> all right. So, um, 2023, the beginning was newfound love. That's a compound, mm. right? Mm-hmm. See, look, even the balloons came up. Um, <laughs> and then heartbreak. Okay. And... Um, what I say? Newfound love, heartbreak, and then selling the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. What, what I would use. Um, and why I would use the word newfound love is if I found somebody that I was in love with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going well. Heartbreak because, <laughs> woo, obviously, that didn't finish. Uh, and um. I felt like my, I felt like the person kind of broke me. And then selling on is that I had to, after being broken, just continuing, right? And right. navigating through 
um, and reevaluating and reassessing like me and then relationships with people, whether that's intimate relationships or just friendships or work relationships. So yeah. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently in 2023 if you had a clock to go back and change? I mean, of course, the only thing I wish I could do was, you know, maybe have more time with my my mother, which is, you know, death is, death is inevitable. And that's a lot, really the only thing in my 2023 that I can think of that I would have wanted to change or do differently or wish I had some type of control on the outcome and that it didn't happen. But other than that, uh, 2023 was... A rocky roller coaster, but I had my seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it buckled? <laughs> yeah, I had my seatbelt on. Uh, wait, and did you you got into a car accident in twenty twenty three? I sure did. You totaled your vehicle. It sure did. I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot going on. It was yeah, a lot you, going you, on. I forgot you, about that. Yeah. You were quite a bit going yeah. on in 2023 over there. <laughs> like, try to get me. Oh my God. Life trying to snuff you out. All right. Um, I don't know if I would change anything in 2023. I think maybe what I would have done a little differently with the love is the aspect of the love fair. I probably would not have gone to that city as often where it was, uh, where the person was located. Um, and I think I would have been a little more discerning and in my interactions with that person and other people surrounding that person. Not that the that the person is bad, but a little more discerning that um, I think I was moving with the the intentions that I was being genuine. And so because I was being genuine, I was expecting everyone else associated to around to, to operate the same way. Um, and it didn't, I, I don't think it necessarily panned out that way. Mm. Um, but but it's okay. Like I, I think I would just be a little more discerning in my interactions. Right. If that if that that's the only thing in twenty twenty three that I probably would change. That's cool. Um because I wasn't looking for anything and if I would have stayed in that capacity right. I think I would have be You know, that's my slogan right there. <laughs> when somebody say, Hey, so what are you looking for? <laughs> Who said I was looking for anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's what I probably would would do differently yeah. um so for last year what do you wish that you would have did more of and possibly be adding to your 2024 more of definitely traveling but traveling more with my son mm-hmm. um just because i feel like um it's an opportunity because he's young. It was, it's an opportunity for him to explore the war and see things a little differently. And, you know, he struggles sometimes mentally with things um, as I do. And so giving him the opportunity to see other aspects of the world, is mm-hmm. which I, what I wish I would have done a little more of in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I intend to do this year. And by the way, one of the most exciting things that I did in 2023 was actually going to Morocco. Mm. It was a beautiful time. <laughs> well, let's pack up, baby. I try. I saw so many. We went to so many different cities, um, and in, in in that area, and just experiencing the culture there, the shopping, the people, and I. The one thing that I loved doing was going to the market and haggling the people. And of bargaining, you, you know, I was in of there. <laughs> I was in there bargaining like a motherfucker. The people, the people kept saying, "Are you Berber?" So Berber means that you're basically you're local to the area. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "You must be Berber. You must have lived here before." Because I was, I was pretty efficient. Mm-hmm. I get, yeah, because you were doing what you do best. <laughs> and, <laughs> Argue with somebody. <laughs> navigated through that to get those things for cheap, but it was a good time. It was a I'm, great oh, time. Yeah. The food was time. The weather was beautiful. The people was beautiful. The scenery was beautiful. Mountains were beautiful. It was just great. Great time. Yeah, yeah. And traveling on Emirates on that oh, yeah, first class, top, baby. You know, that's top tier. No, with that bar top up tier. there, you know. Shit, <laughs> I, I switch. They would hire me, baby. I would switch airlines in a heartbeat. Yeah, Emirates, baby. That that that's an airline that you, I, everyone has the least right. experience. They are so yes. they are so attentive. The plane is so cool. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's state of the art for being in the air. You yeah. forget that you're in the air, really. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, for me, something that I would I would do more of last year. Um, I think I want to, you know, maybe get home to seeing my dad a little more, and you know, getting him out and let's getting out and doing some more things together than what we have um, done in the past. Just because you see, life is precious and it's short. So I really, I didn't do that as much as I I thought I did last year, um, and I want to step it up a notch this year. So I, like I already have, you know, set dates on my calendar that I know is just going to be like me and my dad's time, so that I don't allow other things to you know cloud it out or fill it up because it's so easy to get pulled in more directions than what you would have thought you needed to be in, you know. And you kind of stuck trying to figure out what to do, so I'm already kind of putting those days in a in the um in my calendar, so I kind of know how to properly plan. Are you all planning to travel, or is it just like going down there, spending time? Or what? Um, all of the above. Like, I mean, it whichever one he chooses to do, um, I'm game for either one. I my thing is just the quality time with him, so that doesn't. I don't think you. I don't think you can say that you ultimately want to spend quality time with somebody and then you dictate what has to be done during the time um is he, so, a, is he a traveler though does he like to travel or? um yeah but he likes to drive he's a person that likes to drive places i on the other hand don't like being in the car for long times but i guess the compromise would be if i don't have to get behind the wheel i can chill wait a minute you but this is the same person that would jump in the car and drive from here to texas on thursday just because you, and you, you used to drive that that little drop top you had. Yeah, you used to drive that, down that, to Florida. Yeah, back in my twenties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will hop in and feel good, be on the road for fifty three hours. It won't stop. Um, now that I have the ability to um, walk into the airport and ride on <laughs> get on the line, <laughs> I prefer to be in them skies. Oh, uh, because you, you like thirty minutes flight that, that versus a six hour drive. I do. I do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me ask this. So, um, looking back at twenty twenty three, from the beginning to the end, what would you say was your biggest change for you? And I'm what I mean about that is basically what did you do about something related to you personally that you've changed that was the biggest change um me having to navigate life by myself like i feel like when you lose a parent like it causes a uproar in you mentally especially when you have a parent that you talk to seven days a week like they're facetiming they're calling you're constantly in contact and this has been like your whole life me being the only child has been like the center of attention to my mother. So she had a child and she dropped everything and put full throttle, all focused on Keith. And she did that to the day she passed away. So um, now to not have that and not have somebody not have that in your corner to know that somebody is not there completely, always just rooting for you and wants your best interests at heart as hard as your parent does. It causes you to, navigate life differently it causes you to interact with people differently it um it just changes you as a person like i mean it really shows you can you fight or flight like i mean which one are you going to do and how well can you do either one whichever choice you make you have to make a choice to do one or the other because one thing you can't do is completely stop turn around and go and ask mom for Mm-hmm. assistance so i think that's been the biggest thing that i've had to learn to do for the first time ever in my life and 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 you it's okay if i say your age right oh oh well i'm lying you can you turn it 34 right no i am 34 turn it 35 february mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and you're you were the only child mm-hmm. and so even though you know some people may be like well you're an adult um why couldn't you navigate through that can you kind of explain why i guess why you felt that you i don't know is it the support that's no longer there yeah like just the changes in general my thing is every facet of your life requires a different facet with your parents and the requirements between the two as a child, you needed to keep them completely out of harm's way and instill in some certain morals and values that you hope will leave for a better person to be in society than not. 
Um, and that was like the small childhood opportunities. As a teenager, you are slowly letting go and seeing what you've invested and seeing how it's latching and, you know, kind of just being a weight and balance kind of thing. In your 20s, you are totally almost letting them navigate through their 20s and you're there for assistance when they call and need it, but you are letting them explore themselves with what tools they have. In your 30s, your light comes on to where you really fully recognize what your parents have done for you, what you can now do for them. Usually you're in more financial comforts than you were ever before. Um, you can see your parents now in a different light that they've gotten a little older than what they might have ever appeared to be before. And you start to value stuff differently. Like now I wish I would have sat down a little more and been like, gosh, I wish I rem- couldn't know how to cook them college like she cooked them or how to make that biscuit yeah. or how do you go back and make this pork chop taste just like this. Like those little things like that are like key essentials or the fact that maybe you haven't had a wedding day yet or maybe you haven't had your first child yet and those memories and moments that you want to reflect back on with your parent on those special occasions are now already snatched away from you and you don't have that ability so it's a constant will of spinning and growing that both of you are doing in whichever direction you're going And I think once you've gotten to that place where the wheel has to come to a complete stop, yet still has to turn, Mm -hmm. that's, I think, where you're left in a limbo at because you're you're not really realizing how you want to navigate and go forward because you already were hoping that that situation would at least last as long as you could hold on to it. And then to be 34, to me, is relatively young. Like, yeah, you're grown, um, but everybody that I know that's 44 would definitely be able to shoot you some words of wisdom at 34 and what you could have did differently to navigate to 44. And that's still not old. So I think um, I, I those are things that I, overall, my big pictures that I look at when I think of the loss and now the new beginning yeah. of it. And that security blanket yes, of, of just yes. feeling comfort. And, yes. even, and even if you don't necessarily would take the advice, right, or mm-hmm. the lessons mm-hmm. that the person is trying to instill on you, it's still that ability to hear those things and lean on that person to hear their insight. And ultimately, as an adult, you're still going to make your own decisions. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so I, you know, I'm sorry that you had to, to go through that. But I will no. say this, um, viewing you from when it first happened to now, I totally see a difference in your, I don't want to use the word acceptance, but your mm, ability, your, 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 your ability to recognize that your security blanket isn't necessarily there physically, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you find ways to still um, represent the love, the energy that she provided to you when she was here. Right. Um, and I've seen that, the trajectory in that short period of time from, from 2023. Yeah. Did you did you find yourself having to, I know you, you're big on counseling and therapy. Huge. Um, and during that time, did you find yourself leaning heavily on therapy or did you try to find therapy through other means? It was a good mixture. See, the thing that I feel like with one of the key things I like to tell people with therapy is that it's not a one time thing. Like people feel like, OK, so my mom passed and you might start doing grievance counseling or something like that. Paul. So, yeah, being a person that is really big on on um, therapy and counseling, what I feel like people misconstrued with therapy like they'll say oh okay you had to maybe deal with grief so now you're going to undergo grief counseling that is true but counseling and therapy is one of those things i think that you take that you take with you for the rest of your life it's not a thing that you pick up and put down and people might look at it like well are you really growing are you really doing the work if you got to keep going yes because life keeps going like the first thing that you might have went to therapy with might have been some things that you were dealing with from your childhood now that you've seen where you were dealing with with your childhood, the next part of therapy may be how that childhood trauma affected you as an adult and how you want to make changes in your adult life to move forward. Then you might start depicting, 
What parts of your adult life did you need to do the work in? Was it romantically? Was it spiritually? Was it physically? Was it mentally? Like you, then you have to start navigating those parts. While doing all of that, life is still happening. Oops, now you don't find yourself in a relationship with somebody. Now you're navigating how love works. Now you don't find yourself, maybe y'all adopted a child or having a baby. Like there is, life is happening at all facets and never stops. So to me, therapy is the thing that, ha- that never stops. The thing that I think changes with therapy is sometimes you need to go to therapy twice a week sometimes you need to go to therapy three times a week or you might need to go twice a month you might need to just just go quarterly you might need to go twice a year whatever the case may be for your growth your change and your um best mental health you and your therapist decide that but it's not a matter of you just saying mm, i'm gonna go this time but i ain't i got my one answer and i'm done no i've had a therapist since i was five years old I always had therapists. I always went to therapy. Um, so I'm accustomed to speaking with the therapist. I'm accustomed to doing the work. I know how things are supposed to navigate and operate. With that being said, I think that is also why with my mom passing, I understand that, yes, I can have something that triggers me to have a moment, but that moment shouldn't take me completely down for the rest of the day because that's not the life that she lived and that's not the life that we lived together. So those things happen by having therapy and you understanding how to express your emotions how to navigate through expressing your emotions and now that we have uh made it we keep it moving through and going through the next step um that's but that's me so like you know what i'm saying like i i know that that has been a major help which is you know kudos to you being able to see like over this short period of time from february to now the roller coaster of emotions that i went through with 2023 but yet still seeing how i can interact with you and how i can still interact on the daily and i have to come in that is from 20 some odd years of having good therapy and me having several situations over the course of those 20 years that have arise that come back up again you, you don't get angry one time in life you get angry all the time but you don't have to act the same way each time um i know that has been a great help for me and i mean i think it's a good help for those that understand how to navigate it so yeah no that makes sense what about you like what do you think as far as your mental health and you wanting to make any changes or anything differently have you seen some you know i know that you were saying that was a part of what something that you wanted to do differently um than before and taking um strives in protecting your mental health as well as moments to actually work on it um so have you felt like from the time that you've now decided that you really want to put your best foot forward and work on it up until now any changes that have made you like you know you can see some results from it something you want to continue on progress maybe from 2023 to now yeah so um i've been doing not therapy as long as you've been doing it but i've been um have i've had some therapy sessions and i recently changed my therapist um which i'm I'm very happy that I, I I like the last therapist, but this therapist is really in tune and in sync with me. Um, And I'm in sync with kind of what she's doing. She's a young African-American and she just kind of knows how to pull me, pull the shit out of me. Right. Um, And so I, what I, what I've seen is, is that I am now using some of the tools that I'm learning in therapy um, to ensure that I navigate people, navigate situations um, with a sense of understanding, but also protecting my boundaries, right? And when I, sometimes I feel like the term boundaries is overused, right? Sometimes because it's not necessarily a boundary. Some At, at some point, it's just you've been asshole, right? Um, and so people, what I am learning is to discern when I'm using boundaries as a moment of being an asshole, right? Um, and so there have been situations that I was in in 2023 that I've, I've reflected back on and some of them I would want to change in the sense of the tone, the interaction, um, or the conversation with certain people. Um, but some I would not change because I also felt, I also re- have recognized that um, when people are in an environment where <clears throat> they're so protected in the sense of even when they are asshole 
friends, family find a way to make it seem like they're right. And so in their head, it's almost as if, okay, well, I'm really right in the situation. But when you think about a third party, an objective third party who's looking into it, they'll be able to see that maybe not so much, bro, or not so much, ma'am. Because so. we're guilty of saying, oh, that's how such and such is. That's, yeah. that, that's that personality. Yeah, yeah. That shit ain't or, or um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't deserve to be having to, to be talked to this way and this, that, and the third but the question is, I what I'm learning is the question is not that, I don't think. The question is, how willing are you to, A, try to figure out the issue as much as possible, and then talk about, A, why you got to that, to the place that you've been in that situation, and what can you do differently to either avoid it or at least limit if it's something that's really bothering you, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of learning to to do that um and i like the fact with the therapist for me that i get to you know i can send her voice messages i can text her um and it's been very helpful in a moment where i'm having like a weakness or whatever Mm -hmm. and i don't even want to use the word weakness because that's a negative connotation that people have with therapy um yeah but a challenge right and i've been navigating through emotions i've been navigating through trying to pick up the pieces of feeling broken right mm-hmm. and it's okay for me now at first i felt kind of weak saying that that i was broken emotionally i was mm-hmm. broken emotionally i i mean you've seen me in other relationships and other people i've never been that way never <laughs> when they done bitch they done right, right? period like I'm, I'm i'm out right but this situation was a little different don't know why don't know what what what's the cause of that but what i do know is it took me to a place that made me very unhappy it took me to a place that was very dark. It took me to a place that I never want to go again. Right. Um, and so, you know, and there's no fault being laid on any person. It's just whatever happened at the end of the day that caused me to be that way. And so going through therapy has allowed me to begin to think about kind of, you know, me as a person, where I want to be in, in relationships with people, where I want to be professionally, where I want to be socially. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if I really answered the question, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, for me, I'm yeah. gathering that you, you know, you've under, you have identified things that you did not even want to face. Yeah. Um, after identifying the things that you didn't want to face, it gave you a level of comfort, um, in the situation. Then after you've developed a level of comfort for the things that you did not want to identify, you now have also learned how to navigate through them. Yeah. Um, is what I thought I heard you say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, because yeah. even now, like you know, you even with people who I'm now interacting with and whatever, I'm very clear, clearer, right, on what my expectations are, um, what my requirements are, um, whether that's an intimate relationship or whether that is a friendship, right? Because also, what I'm learning is is that my circle of friends has always been small. Um, but what I'm even learning now is even in that small circle of friends, I'm valuing more of the quality of the interactions that I'm having with people. Gotcha. Right. So that we can have good, deep interactions, conversations like earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. We were having good, intimate conversations, quality conversations. Yeah. And I'm learning to value those over the people who want to smile at my face because of this or the people who are like, oh, you look good or this, that, the third. To me, that's so superficial. Mm-hmm. But when I get down and I'm able to have deep rooted conversations with people so that we can understand. Right. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, as, as yeah. humans. Right. We all have our different perspectives. We mm-hmm. all have our different backgrounds. We all are raised differently. And anytime you're trying to interact with someone, inevitably, there's going to be a conflict. There's a conflict because we haven't been, we didn't grow up in the same household. Right. So the values that we have, right, are different. That's not to say one person's values is better than the other, mm-hmm. but it still requires me to have a level of empathy and understanding of what your values are, how they relate to my, and then how we can mesh them together so that we can coincide coexist whether that's a relationship or a friendship right right and I, I was gonna add to that like I, that I think that's what adds to your I think that's what brings the love of of being somebody's friend or being intimate with somebody I, I think that that's what brings the part where you could in the conversation after you speak to somebody you say I love you and truly mean it and are mm-hmm. uh, really care for them because um as adults are know, it doesn't take long to see that maybe you have some like-mindedness that you can actually, you know, 
get to know the person. But some of my most fine moments with friends is like when we are vulnerable and open with each other, when you do talk about how you grew up and your past, um, different things like that, that then give insight to why, you know, that's why sometimes this person does stuff versus just jumping to the gun like, oh, you got my nerve when you do that. Like, the part that makes me love you is like, yeah, that got on my nerve, but now I have an understanding for why that was your first action to take in the case of that situation versus maybe something that I would have did differently and me just shutting it off and being like, "Uh uh-uh, see, that's why I can't because I have had time to spend with you to understand why you go about things that way. And it gives me an insight on you that the general public looking at you from time to time may not always get the availability to, to see. So I think that is the a true core value of taking away something and how you want to interact with people moving forward if you're saying that you want to have meaningful relationships with people regardless of what their outcomes are. Yeah. So Yeah. 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 That's kind of I like where that. I am. Um so let me ask you this. What are some of your fondest memories from 2023 oh gosh um one i was calling this my sex in the city era i feel like um um carrie um i've never seen the show at all not oh one God, episode so late uh <laughs> so not, sex in the city not really, one single episode sex in the city really undergoes um people navigating it weren't always from this area some of them were transplants they moved to it and you're going through the woes of life dating finances jobs children family members passing away like everything that you're going through after you have gotten to those 30s those adults that it's really that 30s gap um and i mean the show was on when i was Barely even a teen. Uh, so I never paid any attention either. But now in my 30s, when I went back and watched it, I was like, oh, that is my era. I mean, I like to get cute and go out for drinks on the night in the town. I love the fact of being in the DMV where a night on the town is from Monday to Monday if I want it to be. Um, because there's always something to do. There's always people to new people to meet. There's always like-mindedness in individuals that you're encountering. encountering. Um, I like the opportunities that are presented. I like the networking that comes with it. Um, so some of my highlights have been like going to a new place, having adventurous things to do all of the time, being eight minutes from an airport and jumping on a flight when I want to, um, meeting people in my new existence that I know I can carry with me for a lifetime as well already just off of those short encounters learning what true friendships are with the ones that I already had that can't see me every day and have yet still found other ways to let us not miss a beat and we're no longer at each other's doorsteps anymore um I mean it has been a great time like all the new beginnings and changes have not been in vain at all like they have all been i can even with my mom passing away it still pushed me into a new direction that i might have not went in otherwise everything in 2023 i mean getting into a car wreck got a new car that i wanted i mean it wasn't how i expected to go and get it but it forced me to be like this is what you want to drive anyway so why did you not go and get that to drive um you know or wanting to go like even going out like it was times that i couldn't even imagine going out by myself and i was like i'm an outgoing like extrovert to the core but i still don't like to go out by myself because i'm like "Mm, i mean i want to have to rely on talking to people so annoying (laughs) (laughs) um i think for me my fondest i'm not going to say moments my fondest moment in in 2023 very it's very simple but it meant the world to me is that when i was going through my shit my son um who is shit ooh 19 Whew. Dang, he ain't 20 no he ain't 20 he's turning 20 this year wow so who's 19 and the conversations the depth of the conversations that he unlocked as it relates to giving me support and advice. Um, and sorry, I'm just, I'm not trying to like cry on this thing. 
Um, but it was a proud moment. It was a proud moment because it it really highlighted um, what his mom, what I, and what other people in the family have instilled in him. Mm. Um, and one of my biggest things with Davion has always been, and, and, and it's always been my problem, but it's always been one of my biggest things that I tried to instill in him is always find good in people. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you let people use you right. and overrun you or take advantage of you, but find the good in people. Um, and just some of the things that he was saying to me to uplift my spirit and the the manner in which he was checking up on me. You know, he's a teenager. He could just be like, bitch, uh, get your shit together. Like, right. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you grown, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. Um, you know, he could have just been trying to run the streets and figure out hanging out, doing this and the third, but he wasn't. He was he was very intuitive of trying to to understand the situation, but also give salient advice on the issue and even things that he personally observed that I had no knowledge of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciated that. And I also appreciate his mom. His mom has been talking to me. Um, offline a lot about you know some of the things that's been going on and just giving me kind of the support that I need because sometimes you don't need people to tell you why you're wrong sometimes you don't need people to tell you why that situation turned that way sometimes you need people to listen to you and just give you understanding about support of you Mm -hmm. right um, and uplift you because yeah. everyone needs uplifting every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, that I mean, even though I was in a bad place, it's still a fun. It's a fun moment for me because that really solidified a our bond as father and son, mm-hmm. um, but also solidified kind of the lessons and life lessons that we kind of instilled in him. That obviously he has taken to heart um, and internalized. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And that's I know this is a sidebar, but this is one of the main reasons why I love um, podcasts are when people are able to express themselves in that particular way. Um, And especially having a a parent that's deceased, because once you record yourself and you put this out for the general public, it's not always about how many ratings can I get? How can I make this my career? Like, I mean, that's great. By all means, don't get me wrong. But also in the midst of doing that work, the words that you're putting out that will constantly be always able to be replayed after you're gone, that is monumental in itself because sometimes you as a parent, like you'll think that you're showing love and you'll think that you're doing things and you might have been that proud and you know you were just so touched and going through that you was like I don't know if I physically said that out loud to him now is not only have you physically said it out loud to him it's able for him to replay it back anytime he needs to hear the reassurance of like did I make my parents proud or did I make them good like that is the fun thing about podcasting it's here is oh done, my god sir. yeah you it's, it's where you say that I don't know what episode it was, it was very early on the episode mm-hmm. and that was my motivation of starting the podcast. Really? It has always been my motivation to start a podcast so that when I'm no longer here, because God knows how long I'm going to be here, yeah. who knows, that Davion will always have something to go back, look at, listen to. Even if he doesn't listen to it now, don't look at it now. Yeah. But it's available, right? Yeah. My, my voice is available. My annoying ways are available. Yes. Something that will get him to say, oh yes. my God, I used to hate when he used to do this. That, yes, that. your mannerisms, but, the yeah. eye rolls, the popping of the lip, like all those different things that yeah. you do when you're talking that you don't notice that you do because yeah. you're doing them. Yeah, yeah. I am always looking at you when you're doing them so they resonate with me. It's you being you, but it's like, don't nobody do that stupid shit, Bashan. But it's always having that availability to go back and look and see it. So I know that's a little off topic, but to me, that's like another core thing of just taking away like why you started it as well as motivation to continue on within the new year and within yeah. the future of a takeaway that's good. Because everything, in the, you know, people always think it's a new time, it's a restart, it's a recharge. I mean, that's cool, too. But every time that the new year starts, it doesn't necessarily mean that you got to restart something brand new. Some things need to be continued and carried on. Some traditions are good. Some ways of life are not that bad. It's okay to have something that you did last year. Do the shit again. again, If it's fun, it's working, it's empowering you, then you do it. Like (laughs) That's your routine. If it helps you, if it's making you a better person and it's not harming anybody, by all means, 
take take twenty twenty three on with you. Yes, no, I agree. I I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting that you should say that because that that has always been sort of my motivation, the process of doing this. Um, yeah, and you know, I like to talk shit. You definitely do. I think one of my big takeaways from twenty twenty three is um, not allowing myself to be invoked into situationships. Um, you know, as I look back years prior, different relationships that I've had romantically as well as just by association have been based off of situations that I found that kind of caused us to like each other, have some type of bond, but it really wasn't something that I liked. It was a lot of things that I disliked about it, but I would overshadow it and be like, you know what, give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, let that ride. Don't be such an ass. Like, you know, don't be a brat. Don't be selfish and annoying about it. Don't make everything about you. Like, all these different reasons I would give for situationships that I would be in, and they didn't go anywhere because ultimately it was a situation. It was not ever meant to have had the amount of weight that I was giving it or the amount of attention that I allowed it to take from me because. It was a situationship, and it wasn't supposed to be no more than the situation that it was worth. Um, and I like that now. Like I say, one of my favorite things now that I that I'm out in the DMV, you're single and you're mingling around, and people always are like, "Well, what? So what are you looking for?" And I'm looking around like, "Who the fuck said I was looking for? Something? I ain't looking for shit. I'm looking to see why this drink so damn high and ain't got enough alcohol in it. That's my first question. Sixteen dollars, two more shots should be in here. That's what I'm looking for. Don't you think?" I do like now taking that initiative over myself so that it's very blatantly like, mm, yeah. Or or those drinks we had the other night, two drinks and they were $53. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Those things were $53. Or, or, or that Uber ride that was $78. So right. Because they want to they escalate because we want to leave the club at and 4 a.m. And you 12, 13 minutes away from your home. To, I mean, 12, 13 miles away from your home. You're like, what the hell? What the hell? Yes, yeah. those are, those are, that's what I'm looking. When, I, when you ask what I'm looking for, I'm looking to figure out how those things become a thing now how is that like i i'm liking that i'm taking that autonomy over how i'm going to interact with you like if i'm not feeling it i ain't pushing it because at the end of the day i can't navigate because you're feeling amazing you love being in my presence you like what the energy i give you and then i'm over here drained because i'm like you don't do nothing bad for me i don't feel no pouring bag i don't i don't what you do do is annoying like i, I don't like it but you, on the other hand, can name out 10 pros on why you like being around me and I'll be over there struggling with three. Like, no, I'm not doing that to myself anymore. If I don't like it, I ain't doing you it. Ain't doing and that's it. just all it is. I'm not doing it. So what I do want to ask, I'm going to flip the question that I asked initially. So um, in 2024, what are three words that you want to resonate with that year is going to be for you mm, I think the first one is me and like I've always put I always felt like I put me first but like I really want to get to the nitty gritty and understanding of not only putting yourself first but how important it is to put yourself first in the aspect of I've always thought that like if, if I'm not comfortable and I'm not in my best space I can't allow you to be because I'm in my head about me but and that's can, still, I, can I can I can I I uh, not to stop your thing, but I think that's important because um, so many people hear that and say that's selfish. Very much. Right. But I know a lot of people don't like Yana Vincent. But, you know, I love the her. The delivery can be a little. <laughs> uh, look, I, 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 I love sometimes her. Sometimes she meet with. But one thing, and I'm, I'm going to misquote her, right? But mm-hmm. there was a clip that she was doing a, a presentation. And one thing that she said is, you have to be selfish in order to know what you can give and what you can no longer give, mm-hmm. right? And that means, and that doesn't that doesn't mean the sense of, you know, something traumatically breaking. That just means that when you are at the table, you're genuinely being able to give to some other person what you're able to give them, and that's all you can give them, mm-hmm. right? And you don't if 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 you give too much, you're gonna bankrupt yourself. And when you bankrupt yourself, then that causes physical, emotional harm to yourself. And so being selfish isn't necessarily a bad thing, 
particularly if you're doing it as you're as I understand you saying that you've been selfish with yourself, putting yourself first so that you a can make sure you give yourself the energy, but also know what amount of energy you can give to other people, which I think is an important trait. It is. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to stop your. Mm-hmm. No, that's it. I mean, because you said three. So I know definitely me. Um, uh, two. Uh, gosh, I guess not a lot like a, and that still probably falls under me. Like me is really a strong one this year. Uh, uh, two more. Um, getting out of my element, getting out of my comfort zone. Continue. Like I, I don't do that's, dinners. I don't do dinners by myself. That's like that's like eight words. But go ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't do I don't do dinners by myself. I don't go to the movies by myself. My my always my theory has been with doing dinner by yourself. Just because you eating by your, you eating by yourself, don't mean you don't need a table. And it always irks me to me a need go into a restaurant and it's like four of us and it's that one person sitting there. Now you could take your shit home. You see the four of us standing here at this door, need to sit down. Now why are you sitting there? And I always would say that because I would be like, I don't want to be that person. That I I can enjoy the ambience at a restaurant while I'm sitting here waiting on you to cook the food. If I want to sit around and look, and then when I get my food, I'll take it home. And I know some people argue that down and be like, no, I deserve the same right to sit in here like somebody that came with somebody just because I came by myself. We can beg to disagree. I have never been that person. I've never went out to eat, like sit down and have meals by myself, order at a restaurant. I don't like. I've never been to the movie theater by myself. Like I just never been that type of person to like you know navigate a lot of things by myself. Um, and it's because I love the joy of the company. Like I'm a talker. Like I love talking. I like being outgoing, but I also like the fact of having some. Um, familiarity as I walk through the door and I'm one of those people that can actually go into any room and still strike up conversation with complete strangers I do it every day for a check so I can do it it was just one of those things that I never had been forced to do it so I didn't navigate that 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 part of me yeah. um, but I'm trying it now because I'm like if I can do it for a check I, I wonder what it would happen If I were Really just out here On a limb Won't have fun And we're in the midst Of other people That had those same Endorphins of Fun and excitement Running through them as well Like What what, what might we collaborate together Um So So we got me And then if we have to Sum up The soliloquy you just did We'll do Challenging yourself Maybe Um and the third one, I guess. Um, no, I really don't know if I got three. See, this is this is, this is great because you know you know I never script out anything on this thing on this yeah, podcast, so yeah. it's, it's life. Um, okay, well, if you only have two, yeah, I don't know a third one. It was a struggle to get them two out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so ooh, I had all this time to think about my own shit, didn't I? I mean, yeah, but it was still a random off the dome. It ain't like we just sit here and did a long, extensive homework. Okay, okay, so if I for twenty twenty four, three words or three terms that I I want to do. Um, is to be loved, to give good love, and to excel. Those are my three things. And why that, that matters to me to be loved is that I want to be around people who generally want to be around me, who generally want to understand me, who generally are interested in navigating through difficult situations, patches with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, for me, that's sort of, I don't know if that's a love language or not that I like. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, um, but I, I think I, I value that because yeah, that's to quality me, time. exactly, that's and to me, traits, yeah. that also is character in individuals, mm-hmm. right? To to give love is that I want to be able to give that same thing to other people. I want to be more understanding of people. Um, I want to be more accepting of people with their flaws, what they do, their backgrounds, their past, um, and how we when we interact, how we could continue to love each other, right? Mm-hmm. And to excel, I want to be able to excel professionally. Like I've been doing pretty well professionally. I want to excel. We ain't talking about no spreadsheets. I'm sorry? We ain't talking about no spreadsheets. <laughs> no, not no, ex- <laughs> not no spreadsheets. I want to excel in, 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 in my profession. I also want to excel in my personal relationships. I want to excel and keep on 
um, gravitating to great people, gravitating to people who genuinely, again, want me around, right? Um, and who I genuinely want to be around mm -hmm. because the energy that they give me, the energy that I bring, it's combustible to other folks, right? I want mm -hmm. that energy. Um, and I want to sell and continue being a good dad as much as I can, right? The fatherhood, um, parenthood in, in and of itself is very difficult. Um, there isn't, there isn't a formula to it. There isn't a, no matter how many books, self-help books you read. Um, there are so many challenges as being a parent that's going to come your way um, that you have to navigate through it. And what I really want to do is continue to excel because here's, here's the one thing that I enjoy about my relationship with my son. And this is not me bragging, right? What I really enjoy is that you know, people may look at our relationship or look how we talk to each other. Even his mom, people may look at how we talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they don't understand is the bond and love that we have and how we navigate through it. Um, and the one thing that really gives me solace in my relationship with my son is that I don't need other people to tell me that I'm a good dad because my son tells me. Mm -hmm. And when the person who I am directly influencing tells you that, that's, that's invaluable. All that matters. That's that's invaluable, right? That's all that so when a third person come in, like you know, I read something that someone wrote about me and my son, and like how I talked to my talked to Denise and how we talked, but they don't they didn't get to try to understand our interaction because mm -hmm. if they would have understood our interaction and what we've been through as a unit, right? Even though we're Denise and I are not together. But as a unit, we still co-parent as effectively as we could. Mm -hmm. And in trying to establish this situation that, you know, Davion has two parents. He's always going to have two parents. He's going to have two parents that comes to every fucking thing, no matter what. Mm -hmm. We can be cussing out each other on the on the phone on the way there. Right. But when we get there, motherfucker, we are, we are we unit. Hit, we hit them, <laughs> right. We, we are unit. You, 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 you want to talk to them, you're talking to me and you're talking to her. And then right. we got to get the family involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, but it, it, that's what I want to continue to excel on. And, um, you know, because as, as, as he gets older, he's developed himself as his own man. And so, mm -hmm. you know, there's only so much I can do of parenting. Um, but certainly I can continue to give him the, the support, give him the advice, um, cuss him out when I need to, give him mm -hmm. praise when I need to. Um, and so those are traits that I just want to continue to to prosper in, in 2024 oh, okay. yeah that's where i'm at in my head i know that sounds like cheesy cosby mm -mm, no the only thing i would add to it i don't know if you did your love languages if you've taken the test i mean because it is something sometimes you have to like, do like redo and after you do them you know people will see what their love languages are but then they won't go back in and research what that looks like like if your um one of your love languages is quality time okay well everybody think they know they know what quality time is you do but now as you've seen that that is a top priority for you what is a person that that's their top priority have to give and receive back with all of their relationships in order to have that type of rapport and mental stability to feel those traits. Cause how you, how your love languages are operate on how you interact with people. What, what people. are the love languages? Words, words of affirmation, give. quality time gives, um, touch, physical touch and, um, Oh, acts of service. Sorry. And acts of service. Quality time, receiving gifts, physical touch, and words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. I know for me, mine definitely is quality time. Um, but my quality time is not like cuddling and all that. My quality time is like, okay, let's read. Let's go to the library. Let's go to a coffee shop because I mm -hmm. like coffee shops. Let's go to a happy hour because, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yeah. Yo, brother, like that's me. Like, mm -hmm. and then I, my acts of service is, I think, it's not me necessarily doing the acts of service. I like when people do small things for me, like, mm. ask me, did I eat today? Mm. Or, you know, go and make a egg and cheese sandwich. Like, small things like that, those are things that get me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mine has always been gifts, and people always think automatically. Is it giving or receiving? Both. Um, both. Like, even if I'm doing something for you, like, I would purchase, I would do something for you that's a gift before anything else but like yeah a gift like a gift for me is something as simple as you see me hold my cell phone up beside you my case cracked you brought a case like that's for me that means you're attentive 
attention to detail. You saw that my phone was cracked. You saw the case. Something that simple. Or you got in the car and it needed to be vacuumed and you've been in there two days back and forth. That The day before you got up earlier than me, you was like, hey, I'm going to go get breakfast. Why you haven't got breakfast? You vacuumed the car out. Yeah. Like, gifts to me does not mean you have to come in here with, uh, you know, a David Yerman's bracelet. You mean like this little like, bracelet that right. I got for Christmas? It don't got, you don't have to bring me that. Or Ooh. it doesn't have to be a designer bag or a, a lavish five-day resort trip. Those are all nice, and I was received all of the above well. However, those are not the only ways that a person that likes gifts or a person that gifts is their primary love language is either. Yeah. It is doing the same thing that you just said, like... Asking somebody they eat on top of when they haven't, here you pop up with something for them to eat. Or you get look at the door and you knew you couldn't go anywhere. The person that you've been talking to and texting all day, you've been saying, I'm working on this major report. I gotta have I got a deadline to meet. To me, that screams I also don't got time to go and make a good meal in the kitchen. It requires me to take it like 30 minutes to prepare. You sitting at home worrying about like not being able to see him or not talking to him or in your feelings because you haven't spoken with that person as much as you would want to, but a part of their love language or a part of your love language is the same as gifts. Send them some food. Yeah. Send them over a nice cooked meal that already comes fully prepared out. Like those type of things to me are still acts of gifts yeah. and they're showing love. Yeah. A small example of that was that I was in Portland the last time. Actually, it was the last time I was in Portland, which was in. Ooh, September, October. Somewhere like that. Yeah, and I was supposed to be staying with a friend. I got kicked out. <laughs> and so then I had to, like, get my own spot. But, you know, here's the beauty of that. The bottom line is is that I'm able to do it. Right. And so I'm lucky enough to be able to be kicked out and still be able to go somewhere else, right? True. But here's what I really appreciate is that someone um, here who I talked to, you know, uh, um, a friend of mine, and basically was like, you know, they saw me there, we were FaceTime, we were talk, and then the person was like, well, you know, I noticed that this whole trip, you haven't been smiling, you haven't been your normal self, you haven't been chipping your voice. And I was like, yeah, 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 you know, I was going through whatever. And then 6.30, because I get up, 6.30, I had a delivery where I was staying, it was like breakfast, it was coffee, it was just like, and the message was, hopefully this makes you smile again because um, something of nature, like you have a beautiful smile and like you should just continue to give yourself to to the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't, I never even, it's, I didn't even think about someone doing something like that for me, right? right. Like I'm in 3,000 miles away and that's what that person decides to mm -hmm. do. Um, and it's those small little things like that matter sometimes in life that you just don't you don't really think about until sometimes until it's too late yeah or until you, it physically actually happens and yes, it's at exactly. your front door yeah and, yeah. like, and I, I, that was pretty cool I didn't, know like, this, I didn't know this made me feel this way yeah yo yeah. It, it really made me it, it really made me feel um better I mean and it, it made, made me feel and good. it probably made them I can't speak for them but the person who did it probably made them feel well too to know that your tone changed when you called me back to let me know that you got it. Yeah. The excitement was back in your voice, like brought me the same joy that it brought you to receive it. Yeah. 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 No. So mm -hmm. it, 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 it was a, it was a good time. And I mean, it was a good experience. Um, um, but yeah, so such is life. All right. So we've been going for about an hour and five minutes. Is there anything else you want to say on moving from 2023 to 2024? No, my slogan for 2024 is make it better than before. Oh my God, this is so big. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is episode, I said 87. Episode 87, which is swapping the three for the four, moving into 2024. I think that's what I said. I don't remember. Um... And so, anyhow, I'm your host, Sean. But hold on, let me give a um, happy New Year's for those who are watching. Let me see. Can you see? Is it doing it? Oh, I want the little. Where's the little? Dude. Oh yeah, we do that. I mean, the thumbs up was coming up, but now it's like, where's the heart? This is bullshit. That little heart. There you go. And then, ooh, let me see. Don't. 
Isn't it supposed to be like, or oh, is it this? Please. The fireworks. It ain't working. Ugh. I thought this is fireworks. Oh, there we go. Fireworks, baby. Boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I want to thank Maybe Keith. that might be our uh, test. We're going to pick up a little ASL uh, <laughs> workshop. Alright, I want to thank Keith. Alright, I know I asked you already. want to say anything lastly to the people. That's it. Make it great, you guys. Alright. Alright, so until next time, make sure that you continue to drink, listen, and converse. Peace and love. Let me see if I can do the love again. Welcome. There you go. Yeah. Look at those hearts, baby. All right. Peace out.